when I was in high school, in junior high, I dreamed of having an art space in a space that served casual food, not a fine, you know, and gifts. And I thought about that this morning. I was like, dang, I'm doing my dream. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 90 of the Command of Voice. Today, I have a returning guest back to the podcast. Please welcome Lydia Crouch. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice Podcast, where I interview folks around Camino Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. On this episode, I get to interview a returning guest who was last seen on this podcast on episode 18. So uh, 62 episodes ago, if I do my math right. Um, crazy. So long ago, it feels like. Um, it's about a year and a half ago by, by you know normal time. But anyways, um, she's been doing a lot over the last year and a half. There's a lot of changes and things that have gone on. So I wanted to have her back on the episode or back on the podcast. Um, so here she is. Um, we get to talk about some of the new projects that she's been working on, uh, some of the new things that she's got, and uh, she's actually been starting the loft up at Camino Commons, um, which has also been part of why I wanted to get her back up here so or on the podcast. So um, anyways, uh, we also go through kind of just overalls, like we, you know, the first episode we get to introduce the person and, and dive into their background, but this episode we got to really just um, chat with stuff moving forward, uh, changes, things that we've seen over the last year and a half, uh, and stuff like that. So really great to talk with her again. Um, I see her on a regular basis, but I was excited to get her back on the podcast. Uh, also to talk about the loft and, uh, just kind of the changes that have been going on. So anyways, without further ado, here's my conversation with Lydia Crouch. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Command of Voice. Today I have a returning guest, uh, to the podcast. Welcome to the back to the podcast, Lydia Crouch. Thank you. It's great to be back. Yeah. So um, over the last year, I don't even remember when our last podcast was. I don't know. I think maybe two years. I don't know. It's been it over was, a year and a half, probably. Yes, I'm you guessing. were one of the first, like, you were in that first batch that I, that I my guess. <laughs> <laughs> I should know what number it was, but I don't. I don't remember numbers. So. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> just scroll back through. Yeah, <laughs> so. you just search it. You'll find it. So what's new? What's how? What's been happening over this last year and a half with you guys? Well, with my family or with the loft or both or. Uh, well, starting with you, what's kind of what's your journey yeah, over the last year? Yeah, it and a half? has been a journey, and I'm no exception. I mean, with COVID, I think COVID is going to become synonymous to me with saying something's really evil. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, they were being so COVID. You know. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't like the word anymore. We all had COVID. All um, Everybody in my family had it. My 95-year-old mother had it. Rich was in the hospital on Christmas Eve and then through Christmas Day. And wow. So I don't like COVID. Yeah. And, and we were careful people. You yeah. know, we were masker, hand sanitizer, wash your hands after the gas pump people. But what? we think possibly... Jury duty gave it to us. Oh, so no. Another reason to not like jury duty. <laughs> so we're, we're really not sure. I don't so know. What was that like for you guys then? Scary. 
It was really scary because, like I said, my mom is 95, um, and my dad passed away in October, but not due to COVID. But COVID made it so we couldn't see him, which was insult to injury. Um, But we did get to see him in the hospital. They were super nice at Providence Hospital, and I will loudly support Providence. We've had many hours in that hospital, (laughs) so they're fabulous people. Yeah, and I was just, uh, you know, I've been I'm. I just recorded an interview with uh, Dr. Jimmy Gerson, yeah. who works there, um, but just stated to him that Providence, you're never in a good place when you have to go to the hospital. It means either you're injured or someone in your family is. Right, right. But Providence does an excellent job with making you feel welcome, yeah. feel like it is a, a good environment to be in. You feel safe leaving your loved ones yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we've had quite a few different run-ins where we've had to go to Providence, and they're just... Uh, you know, in this area, they're just hands down the, the best place to be. Yeah. In fact, we followed Jimmy and we had to wait a year due to insurance switchovers and that kind of thing mm-hmm. before we could follow him there. But uh, he's a phenomenal physician and good friend now. And um, yeah, we we can't say enough good things about the Providence system, mm-hmm. not just the hospital, but the medical clinics and all that kind of stuff. They're just, I mean, no place is perfect, but if they make a mistake, they own up to it and they fix it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all you can they're ask. great. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So then let's see. Um, October was sad, but kept going. And um, dad had been, you know, he was 93. His body had been given out for a while. So we were saying goodbye, you know, every time to the hospital, you think, is this it? Is this it? Is yeah. this it? And, but was really sweet in that he died in his beloved recliner with his street clothes and shoes on and (laughs) (laughs) we were singing to him and he just went to sleep none of the horrible stuff that a lot of people have to go through so it was very very tender and very sweet we're grateful but mom being 95 um you know we're just super careful with her nobody came in our house (laughs) it was like we weren't breaking any rules even the unseen rules and still we got it i mean it's just but she she tunneled through she was great and we now um are in the process of like rich had his vaccines got super sick from him but he's all done now and i'm halfway through mom's halfway through and so okay Power on, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, oh. But the rest of it has been great. I mean, I, I think being at the loft, which is now the new name for upstairs at Commando Commons, yeah. that has been like my happy place. It has kept me sane. So it's been a personal um, good medicine for Lydia. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Well, and I think, so that's been, um, you know, it, this was something... Um, so I think many of you know, but, um, so the Dorsey's, uh, during COVID and everything, basically they really focused on, and maybe in the pod, Jed Dorsey's podcast, he talked a little bit about, uh, acrylic university, mm-hmm. but obviously during COVID, like online classes and courses really took off. And right. so, um, they started seeing just these growths in it and they really just came to this point where they're like, we either have to stay in the studio and really focus on that. Or we need to focus on Acrylic University because that's really growing and taking a lot more time up. So yeah. they came they came to me during the COVID and, and we came to an agreement. And so they decided, you know, we're going to move on and then um, we're going to give up the space. Um, and so we, we moved through that. And then we were in this kind of in-between stage. And one of the things that the Dorsey said before leaving is, you know, we really love Lydia and we would really like her to still have a place to be able to paint 
And I was like, well, we really like Lydia, so we would like her to have a place too. And honestly, just having someone up there and having some energy up there was something we were looking for. But what we got was a whole lot more. So t tell me a little bit about your process of like envisioning what the loft was going to end up being. Yeah, well, it started by um, painting live at Jed's invitation and got to know Jed and Renee, loved them already. But, you know, a couple of years up there watching the what people, how people acted up there, uh, what got in the way of them purchasing, what what allowed them to purchase art, um, what types of things they were looking for when they came up, and you know, loving the regular coffee clutch people that are up there regularly, you know, became super good friends, and um, but I would just study, I would just study how if people even knew there was an upstairs, if you know, how could we get traffic up there, and. And so when Jed, um, like you said, Acrylic University was taking off and with COVID, they're suddenly homeschooling, you know, so there's yeah. a whole nother issue. I mean, they had technically four full-time jobs. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like, you guys, you know, and, and when you said, hey, do you want to stay? I was, I was stunned. I didn't expect that at all. I was super thrilled. And so you, I remember you said, well, do you have ideas? And, and I said, do you want me to dream? And you said, yeah, go for it. I said, give me two days. You know, so like, <laughs> and so we just came, we, we looked at the space and we realized the walls needed to be freed up. And if we could get variety up there. And so um, over, when did we start? Was it October, the end of September? Right around there. I think it was, yeah, yeah. Around that time period. Yeah, so we, we just rearranged the room. <clears throat> And then immediately uh, we started Workshop Wednesdays, which we hope to launch again, you know, now that we can have more than two people in a room. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we did one workshop. It sold out. It was fantastic. We had two others that were under registration and COVID hit and we were locked down. And so we yep. had to cancel those. And it was like, oh, really? No. You know, it's <laughs> like, but um, so the dream was to, to make the loft Camino Island's creative space, I think is the best way to say it, you know, and, and just to say, it's worth the climb. Come on up. You can make it because you know, yeah. the stairs are harder for right. part of our population. And, yeah. and, um, if we can make it worth it, they can come up and sit down. And, and so what we decided to do was, um, every third Wednesday we switch off what we call the theme wall and we've had reflect and we've had Nest, and now we're in Fly, and our next one coming up is Bloom. So there's a theme, and then artists, local artists, if you live on Stanwood or Camino, are, um, you can apply for free and uh, submit art, and they can submit it to three pieces. We've finally gotten that um, standardized on the website. That was a journey for me. <laughs> <laughs> I am not the tech queen of America. But um, so that that's running smoothly and then we also have another wall which is a featured artist so we're that's by invitation and we invite people try, try to keep a variety we've had um we started off with jed we had john ebner who had a really good response betty dortick great response um and then we're pairing that with the podcast and so we've got artists on the podcast and we're just want to come around and support because there's several guilds here and we just want to support them all. We want to support yeah. everybody's artistic journey. And But the difference for us, as we talked about it, um, is we don't want to be out in our art gallery. So we're more of a 
fine arts, home decor, and gift space. So we don't run by gallery rules. We run by the Camino Commons vibe. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not... We can't kind of open the doors to absolutely everybody. We have we we cater to our 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 tourist audience and our you know it's it's a different crew, yeah. family oriented, and right. so we keep it really G rated art and really. Um, and I know a lot of people say, "Are you censoring?" No, this is retail. You you yeah. you invite what sells. So it's it's a little it's a different set of rules, you know, for us. Yeah. But it, it's in a way it's more free. Yeah, because you don't have to. Just do the whole um, mailing list and event kind of thing. We keep an event going all the time. So literally every two weeks, it changes up. Something changes up up there. Yeah. So right now we have Bob Schroffer, who is, uh, the, what's the new name of his? Skagit Flats. Skagit Flats Pottery. Yes. Right. So he is out there. What a kick. I love that guy. He's yeah. so fun. And, um, and what I love is that when people come up, they're going, oh, look, there's Bob Schroeder's stuff or there's Betty's stuff. And their personal friends are coming up. And so then I get to meet and connect these dots. And, and when I listen to them on your podcast, I get to, I was like, I didn't know that about them. That's really cool. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an avid Camino Voice listener. <laughs> it's my card time. I do, I do you first, and then I have another art one that's second and after that I fill in. But, yeah. 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 Well, and I think it's um, uh, going back a little bit. The what you mentioned about kind of watching people and seeing how they inter, you know, how they where they sit down, how mm-hmm. they lay out, how they what they feel like, and all that. Um, <clears throat> all of those that's there, that whole skill set is something like that I don't naturally have. Hmm. Um, and like I, I listen to different business owners that do have that. My dad definitely has that. Um, when he's done retail, he's watching people figuring out how they walk, how they, where they look when they're here, mm. um, and then rearranges to match. And um, it was always something that, like, I felt was intuitive for him mm. that's not so for me. Um, thankfully, I have a lot of people in my life, a lot of people within the business that, that is their strength, and so they help me there in my weaker, weaker points. Um, but I think that's so fascinating when, when people are able to do that and, like, really break it down, like, Okay, I think this is the problem that we're having. This is why, like, art's not moving, or this is why, you know, people don't feel welcome, or whatever the reason is. Being able to break that down and say, okay, I think if we just made a small, few small tweaks, mm-hmm. we could increase this value of what we're bringing. Yeah, and you make a good point, because like, I'm constantly asking Christy, okay, how far ahead are you purchasing this stuff? How far ahead are you planning for this event? How, I'm, I can get in the season, but she's ahead of the season, because you have to be. And I, yeah. that is a skill set I'm learning from you guys. It's like, okay, I'm already behind. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, in it, but I'm behind already. because I, you know, so, so that's been super fun for me because I've never done retail. I've done retail on the marketing side yeah. where we were, you know, back in my days in Virginia, I was an account executive for an advertising firm. So we're, we're filming Christmas ads and videos in the summer. Yes. You know, and it was like, yeah. oh, it was almost nauseating. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm tired of Christmas and it's May. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> well, it's, what's great, I'm sure, is that when you have to do the reverse of that and you have to pretend like you're doing an ad for summer and it's freezing outside, they're like, okay, shorts and a t-shirt, let's go. I know. And where can you go outside with flowers? That's why they're all staged with these blurry backgrounds, you know? 
<laughs> so, yeah, or shooting a year ahead. I guess some of them are shooting a year ahead. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of glad to be out of that industry because it was... It's a tough industry, that advertising industry. But I learned a lot, you know, so yeah. you carry it all with you in your suitcase and right. try to, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Very cool. So then um, you've been able to continue to kind of make it feel like it's changing up there. Um, what kind of, was there a specific thing that kind of inspired you to make the theme wall um, hmm. as well as the featured artist? I think, um, honestly, the artist community here is so kind um, that I, my motivation to begin with was to thank some people who had been kind to me. Uh, literally, I was like, okay, they were so wonderful to work with in, you know, this event or that event. And, um, I just, COVID had everybody shut down. There's no shows, although we could be open because we're a food establishment. Yeah. So we were, the, we were the only wall space open that I know of. So I was like, okay, how can I give somebody wall space just to, just to be thankful? And that's yeah. kind of, and, and we did that first one, Reflect. And I was like, you know, this could, this could work, you know. And I'm, I'm a theme kind of person. It gets me excited because I like to dream and wrap around of a story. Yeah. And as, a, as an artist, I'm more of a storyteller um, than, say, a landscape painter or a, portrait painter. I'm, I'm a storyteller. So if I have to paint a person to tell a story, I paint a person. If it's a flower, I paint a, I use a flower. I mean, I, so yeah. I, you know, which comes in the face. I've had to get comfortable with that because it comes in the face of everybody says, you've got to find your voice and narrow down. And so I probably will never be famous because I don't, <laughs> but you know, at my point in life, I'm in my sixties. I don't care. I, you know, it's, I'm having a blast. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would rather be happy than, than have that kind of pressure. So yeah. I, I paint whatever story is on my heart and it seems to me moving well. And that's another thing that you open the doors. Um, you gave me some studio space. So I paint live up there and that's tremendously fun because people come up and go, what are you doing? How do you do that? And I don't really have any secrets. So I said, here, <laughs> try some, look at this, touch it. You know, it's like, you know, I can touch your painting. Yeah, why not? You know, so, <laughs> yeah, so I like that. And, and part of that I learned from Jed, honestly. He's um, he's a very hands-on, generous person. He and yeah. Renee both. And um, he constantly said, you're the boss of your own painting. And also, this is not your child. This painting is not your baby. You know, oh, my word. <laughs> How rude. That's my son calling from North Carolina, but we'll put him on hold. <laughs> turn the call. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to turn it off. I had it off, and then I turned it back on. But, um, yeah, so that being generous side has been probably the best part because I, I call myself a recovering perfectionist performer. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and today I even posted, I thought, perfect is not always good. Sometimes, well, good is not always perfect. Sometimes good is is better, mm-hmm. you know, than perfect. Because perfect in my life became like a straight jacket. You know, it yeah. looks all beautiful when you're little and, you know, you're, you're, you've got everything, you know, tidied up. But then you grow up and it's, it's really tight, you know, yeah. to not get free of that. And yeah. um, so I... That's been honestly a lot of the past 
three years in my life of just learning not to take myself so seriously. It's going to be okay. You yeah. know, you, the best thing you can do is to say, I blew it. I'm sorry. You know? Yeah. We, I was talking to somebody yesterday and this goes in the loft. I mean, I've had to apologize so many times. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not communicate that well, dear theme artist, you know, <laughs> just trying to get the rules out and make it clear and, and to ask for advice. Like I, Hillary Clover um, is repping her father-in-law who passed away, Rick Clover. And he's the stone art up there. It's really amazing work. And um, she's just really good at tech, really good. And she runs the, a lot of the tech side of things for uh, CAA. Okay. And she said, Hey, would you be open for some input? I said, absolutely. So she kind of just gave me a list of things that I could do to communicate better. And I was so all over that. I was yeah. like, thank you. Thank you so much. And put those things in practice, send it back to her. I said, what about this? You know? And so, um, Melanie Sorrell's is a great sounding board because she, she's very linear in her thinking. And so she will just, um, take my fluffy <laughs> language and go, I didn't understand what you meant. Is this what you were saying? And I'm like, Yes, thank you. You know, <laughs> so I think that's one thing I love about the community here, yeah. the artist community is, I mean, they come in all shapes and sizes. There's no straight definition of an artist. And, right. you know, um, met Sally Prey, and she's been around forever and ever. And I knew her work because I'd been to her shows, super yeah. impressed by how she puts an event together. Yeah. Um, but you introduced us, and I was like, well, hey, I'm happy to meet you, you yeah. know, and... So I, I think, I don't know, somebody was saying, well, are you working with guilds or whatever? I said, no, I think the loft is Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. We can, we can rep everybody in the yeah. community because we're retail. Right. You know, so yeah. we can open a door and just kind of present an avenue that's unique. Because I think, I don't know, I think we are, I think it would be safe to say, that the commons is kind of the watering hole of the island. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no other place like this. Yeah, and that's really what it was meant to be. Um, it was supposed to be a gathering place. Um, my dad built it off the concept of, um, <clears throat> actually, he, he really focused a lot on a place called Third Place Books. Mm. Um, and they're down, they're down south uh, near the Seattle area. And I think they have a few different locations. But there was a specific location that they had that they had a bunch of other tenants within their complex, um, within their area, and then they had live music. You know, they had it going many nights of the week. They had different events going on. There was always something going. And the reason they called it Third Place Books is because um, most of us have two main places. We have our home, which is our first place, and we have work, which is our second place, and they wanted to be the third place that you would go. Oh, cool. Um, and so that was the idea behind the commons. In fact, I think at one point he was kind of playing around with the name of, like, third place commons or third commons or around, but then, like, it was a few too many jumps for people to get there mentally. Like, why is it called third place? So um, he ended with Camino Commons because he figured that was pretty easy for people to remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was really the idea. There, there wasn't. There's not a town center. There's not a downtown or a, um, a mall or I guess malls aren't a thing anymore. But you know, <laughs> wherever there wasn't a place that people could gather really. Um, yeah. And so he was trying to create that. And so, um, you know, 
however many 20 plus years later, you know, here we are. <laughs> That's so, amazing. Or 15, I guess. I guess like 2007 or 8. I don't know where we are. But yeah. I, well, I think it's great. I mean, that you guys have stayed flexible. You've changed. You have, a, you know, the community events. You're not only just a place, but you're... Um, a gathering place for around events. I mean, we didn't, we couldn't do the Christmas tree lighting this year, but um, you still had a tasting. You know, you were able to flex inside the restrictions that were put up there yeah. and, and let the place just be what it had to be for the time that it had to be there. And yeah, I've been so impressed, you know, and constantly, like I'm, like I'm a watcher, so I'm learning and it's like, okay, that was good. That was good flexing. Oh, they came and Barry will come out with a new dessert or whatever. Yeah. And I just love to see the creativity and the trust between the staff. And and I'm not technically staff, but they they like me and they let me <laughs> in. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's fun to feel part of something, you know. It's like yeah. You know. Well, and that's something like with uh, I was just walking by the cold case and I saw the the fruit tarts they that Barry makes and. I walked by, I'm like, every time I walk by those, I want to grab one and eat one, which I know is bad for the business, but like, <laughs> I was like, I love them so much, so like, every time I see them, I'm like, oh, they're here, I should grab, no, I shouldn't, that's I a for somebody else. That's... I know <laughs> it, I know it, yeah, well, and one of the things I put on, it was kind of fun, I asked um, a trivia question of the artists that were up, like right now we have, as I said, the theme is fly, so we have Amy Martin, Debbie Kluge, Russia Hansen, Melanie Sorrells, in me, and it seems like, oh, and um, Rick Clover's work that um, Hillary brought up. And um, so I asked each person what their favorite Kamina Commons order was from the bakery. So it's on the reader board, so you can get some refreshing ideas, but it was fun to see what everybody eats, you know, because yeah. I get, I'm a single tall latte, I'm so boring, you know. <laughs> Give me a chocolate croissant or anything chocolate, and Barry mostly puts chocolate out on the weekends, which saves me from eating way too much chocolate. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. And for those who don't know, Barry is the head baker. I guess we should say who Barry oh, is. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. I am trying to get him on the podcast. Um, he is... <clears throat> we are also working on getting... Um, actually, one of our other staff members trained up in bakery because Barry's like, I'm always perpetually behind. He's like, that's, thank you for inviting me for the podcast, but can we wait till we get some people trained up so yeah. I can actually take that time? <laughs> He's a good like, leader, too. That's, He's that's fine, Barry. I'll let you, but... Yeah. Um, I can't wait for that one because he, I just, when I'm talking with him in like our manager meetings and stuff, I just get, I forget how much experience he has and his background. And he's like, well, when I was over here and I'm like, wait, you, you lived overseas and like for many years. And so like, yeah, I'm really excited for that podcast because it's going to be super fascinating. People are going to learn a lot about our head baker. Yeah. So. Yeah. And if you're lucky, Jen is, is the I don't know. I don't know anybody's titles, but Jen yeah. is in charge of our manager. Okay. Yeah. She's the espresso bar manager. <clears throat> and so she trains everybody to make the best coffee. And I'm this morning, I'm not going to name places, but I was out of town, out off the Island. I should say not out of town. And I went to a place that I love the people and I ordered a latte and I took two sips. And I was like, this doesn't taste, this is sad. I need Jen to fix me a cup of coffee, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and I've become, you know, really accustomed to really good coffee. Mm -hmm. And um, it's crazy. And if you're lucky, Jen, I'll do some art on your phone or some of the girls, you know, when, the, when we're back into lids off territory, you know, <laughs> it's kind of stuff. But, yeah. but 
it, I get a consistent cup of coffee because I order the same thing all the time. I really, I, I like it to taste like what I order every yeah. time. And it does, you know, it's like, okay, I get the same drink all, you know, no matter who the priest is, cause she trains everybody really well and everybody's so kind and yeah. So Good. yeah. 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 And then Emily has been this like, um, what's Emily's formal title? See, I know what uh, people do. I just don't know where their titles yeah, are. Yeah. So she's technically uh, executive assistant. Okay. Um, she really does a lot more than just that, but you know, that was the first title that we came up with. And so we ran with that one. Yeah. She, <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's like everything girl. You know, she's, yes. <laughs> she's, she's amazing. She's got bright head, biz, good business sense. And I just watch her think outside the box and make people comfortable, keep things, you know, and you've said many times, Emily had me do this, you know, yeah. jokingly, <laughs> but she's, she keeps things rolling along. You know, she's great. Yeah. Well, and, and the other, the other big change that we've been able to have, um, as of late is actually, um, starting in, <clears throat> I think March was the first month we officially switched over to this. Um, we were doing it a little bit throughout the Christmas season, but, um, starting in March, actually, my wife, Brittany, started working on Mondays in the marketplace. And nice. so on Mondays, I stay home with the kiddos. Um, thankfully, I don't have to do homeschooling or anything with them. I usually have a couple errands that she leaves me. Uh, the, uh, starting this month, they, I've got to take Peter to somewhere. Um, and so the other kids come with me. But it's, you know, I only have about one thing I'm really focusing on that day because uh, I can't homeschool. Um, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> Even though you were me. raised in that environment. Exactly. <laughs> and then I'm realizing like, oh, mom, you did a lot of work for me. <laughs> appreciation coming up. Yes. Um, but she started working within the, within the business. And so she's working on Mondays and, um, we started her because we actually had a need, like we didn't have someone to work juice bar and on Mondays. So we had her start, uh, working in there and she kind of got a lot of these things systematized and worked on there. Nice. Um, but she has a mango allergy (gasps) and we use frozen mangoes. So, um, after breaking out, pretty badly we were like oh mm. let's move you from that department mm. so we figured out a path forward on that and now she's working on some auditing of basically um some of our back-end stuff nice and um it's stuff that like for me i would just be like i quit if i had to sit there and go through all of this <laughs> stuff but it's what she has done over the course of her life and so she's like oh this is what i do for our household like i'll just do it for the business and so she's going through and auditing like making sure that we're getting good prices on different things. Wow. And we're doing their, you know, that we can't save by switching things around. And, um, I need a Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's been really neat to be able to see that. And she's doing, um, I mean, just the, like what the way, what she was raised with was her mom did a lot of this. Mm. Um, they, uh, they did, all, they grew most of their own food. Um, but anything they did have to buy, they would buy in bulk and they would plan ahead and so they lived off of much less than they should have been able to live off of. Wow. Um, and my wife does the same thing. And we have four kids, so a family of six. Our kids eat a massive amount of stuff. And my wife, you know, there was a, a few years, like I think a couple years back, she was really like, just like, man, I just feel like I could save more in our budget, like in our food budget. Like I just feel like I'm over, overspending. Um, so she went online and was looking at like, what the government says, like, you know, if you're in, like, this threshold or this th- threshold, like, this is what your food budget should be based on number of people in your family. So yeah. on a family yeah. of six, like, this is what your budget should be for, like, and this is, like, I don't think if it's poverty, but, like, just barely above poverty. Like, if you were <laughs> at this level, 
you should your food budget's probably going to look like this. And she was below that. <laughs> so she's like, I'm doing better than I thought I was. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, on top of that, um, like we eat organic and she cooks, you know, healthy and, yeah. and our food budget is still lower. But I'm like, that's not something that just anyone can decide like tomorrow. No. I'm going to do that too. Like this is years of growing up this way. Wow. It's ingrained in her. Wow. So she has this skill set that she's been gifted from her parents growing up doing this. Um, that like not anyone can do this because this is a this is what she was raised with this is normal for her oh and, um, i love that so. i love that well we should get her to do a workshop yeah yeah she could get people starting because to, we eat mostly organic i won't say all um because we like sugar too much but <laughs> <laughs> but it's expensive Unless you learn how to do it, you know, and to eat seasonally. And I, and then invariably, if something goes bad because I don't get organized and cook ahead, you feel it's just horrible, you know, feeling to look in the fridge and go, oh, my word, that was so expensive. And I let it go bad. Yeah. You know? It is. I mean, it, it takes an organized mind to get it where it's a system and you're not wasting food. Well, and not just that. Like, this is something I actually, it's long ago and I think it's dead now. Um, I was as a kind of a joke is just kind of a fun like side thing. I'm like, I'm just going to put some time into this just like as an outlet. I started this, this blog of, um, a husband of a, uh, uh, hippie wife or something like that. <laughs> and, and so I wrote these short stories of just like different things that happened of like things that I went through. And it was like, talking about the fact that, like, I never know if I'm allowed to throw something away in the fridge because it could be bad, but that doesn't mean it's not going to get used. Oh, I know. Oh. So, like, we, we buy a lot of, like, you know, if we use raw milk or something, she's like, well, that can be turned in, that can be a substitute for buttermilk. Yeah, my mom did that. Yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, so it's old, but do I throw it out or do I keep it? And then, like, she does that with lots of different things. And yeah. then, like, you know, she threw up my water bottle because she's like, well, it's even though it's BPI, whatever, BPA plastic, free, BPA yeah. free. She's mm -hmm. like, plastic still only has a shelf life of this long. So you need a new water bottle. I was like, but I, that, that was my water bottle. That's the one I took on my 50 miler hike. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah but it's all really that old. bacteria from that 50 miler is <laughs> resting around in your mouth now. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's building my immune system. It's preparing me for COVID. That's so good. Oh, I know. My, we couldn't break my dad. My dad for some reason, collected plastic, but he wanted us to put it in the dishwasher and so he could use plasticware again. We're like, no, A, plasticware, you know, you need not to eat off plastic, period, if you can help it. B, if you put it in the dishwasher, you've melted off what little protective coating is on it. You know, it's like, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, well, and one of the things, um, I feel like I'm turning this around, but... You switched from fudge to juice bar. Yes. And I think that's, I mean, talking about nutrition and uh, healthy choices, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are loving that. I'm watching them um, discover it. I'm looking over the rail because I'm still, you know, <clears throat> it's not anything I have anything to do with them. I'm like, oh, people are really getting this because one of our orders was from Russia. She likes the 16-ounce ABC juice. That's yeah. her favorite Camino Commons order. And I don't even know what that is. But yeah, well, the sad track. thing is we no longer have the B part of that. Oh, um, we oh, don't well. carry the beet now. But, the yeah, we we had the ABC, the apple beet carrot juice. Oh, okay. Uh, but we no longer carry beets because there's only a very small few people that were getting it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, inventory and how much we Right, carry, right. Yeah. You have to do 
apple banana carrot. Yeah, Maybe. but it yeah. doesn't work. Much. No, they don't. So okay, they work great in smoothies though. Obviously, this isn't my department. You know, so. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, I love the juices. I like the the uh, green one. What's that one called? Evergreen juice. I love that one. Yeah, yeah, it's and like it's a, really been. Uh, I mean, we we just passed the year. Well, I guess beginning of March, we passed the year mark of the juice bar. And talk about a great time to launch juice bars right when COVID strikes, and there so suddenly like nobody can come in, and we've got to shut it back down because. You know, veggies go bad and yeah, people yeah. are coming in. Um, but again, like my wife was working in in that, like building it up, make sure that's the right stuff. And then she also took over um, a, a lot of our marketing efforts. Like she's done a lot of work on helping out with the photography and the uh, copywriting and stuff like that. And she's, again, she's a, like we talked about being perfectionist stuff. Like that's what her kind of traits are is to be a perfectionist. Cool. But she uses it in a way that she observes what other successful, like, mommy bloggers Mm -hmm. or just um, influencers are doing. And then it's like, well, we could do that in our business. Like, if we just change the background of how we do our photos. Like, don't do brown on brown if we do brown on white. Or if we do this and this and we ask a question in our comments rather than saying a statement, you get more interaction. And, like, the first one she did... <clears throat> she was like, I'm just going to try it. And so she did it, and I didn't, nobody knew that she was doing it, and I didn't know. Um, and all of a sudden, we started getting all these likes and comments on one of our posts. I'm like, oh, one of our posts did good. And yeah, I look at my, I didn't do that post. <laughs> oh, how about that? My talented wife got in the picture. <laughs> it's like, that's so good. <laughs> so she's done really well in that. And so we've got some certain, and then with Emily's organizational side, she's been like, she put it on all of our calendars, like, okay, we're doing a post this day, so we need to have it ready by that day, so it's yeah. ready. And so we've got a, ca- a marketing calendar kind of written into our schedule, and so, um, you know, all of these things are building on themselves, and so I was just looking at last month, and I'm like, wow, the juice bar is actually growing now. Like, it yeah. it stayed stagnant for so long, and I was like, I don't know if that was a good idea. Like, maybe it was a bad idea to try yeah. and launch this thing yeah. in the first place, but we're finally starting to see some of that come through. And it's, it's really neat to be able to see that and be like, oh, it's like people are responding to it. There's We now have regulars to there. Yeah, yeah. And people, I think when they know it's there and they've tried it and it's yummy and um, they start going, oh, I'm craving, you know, my favorite drink and I can grab it and go to work, you know, because yeah. it's a great breakfast. Yeah. And, and Rochelle's granola is taking off and yes. it's so good. And, you know, one of her... Um, parfaits topped with her granola yum I mean so good yeah you know so I think that's one thing I love is just seeing you could you could choose to farm this out and maybe get it for a little less but this is local people supporting local people you know local businesses and it tastes better because Mm -hmm. it's fresher it's you know it wasn't made and put in a freezer last yeah. year, you know, it's fresh. It's, it's just, I, it's just so fun to watch, you know, yeah. watch the, even the card racks feature all the local art and local photographers. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, this is us. This is, we're Islanders and, you know, welcome to the Island. You're, you know, this, I think one of the most fun comments I get up in the loft is people come up. Um, there was a group of girls who came in from, um, where were they from? Queen Anne Hill or someplace in Seattle. They had never been up. 
and another group came in from Snohomish and never been here. And they said, people are so nice here. Yeah. I said, yeah, welcome to the island. We're glad you came, you know, and come back. And they said, we will, you know. And, yeah. And then you start to see people come back and bring friends. And it's the island. I remember feeling that when I moved here, I moved here from Alabama where nobody's a stranger, you know, people yeah. wave to people they don't know. And, and Camino Island was like that. And Stanwood, Camino Stanwood community, um, felt as much like the culture I grew up in as any place I had lived apart from there. Yeah. And I loved it. I was like, okay, this is great because people are nice. They'll say hi. Because <laughs> you know? I, I went into Seattle with a friend and she says, do not wave at everybody, Lydia. And I was like, <laughs> okay, it's going to be sad, but all right. You know, so <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I you know... Uh, the my last podcast I did with Jimmy again, Dr. Jimmy, it was again just talking about like the way the community really mm-hmm. rallied, especially during COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of h- hardship that they had to go through in the medical community of yeah. like, what they dealt with. Yeah. Um, and but they got to see this the community rally, the people come together and help out, the volunteers that stepped forward, yeah. the the businesses and the the organizations that really stepped forward and said, we're here for you. We're going to help out financially. We're going to help out with volunteers. We're going to like all of these different things stacked up and helped out with these people and organizations. Yeah. um, Was just really neat to see. I did. I don't feel like, um, you know, I think a lot of communities did band together in this, but I think there's a lot of communities that really just suffered and they just kind of suffered in silence and they didn't really have this same coming together that we got to see here in the Stanwood Camino area. Yeah, and, and Rich and I are working with Safe Harbor right now to put some videos together for them for their online fundraiser. But um, I got to video three different patients that came out of Safe Harbor, and very educated people, very well spoken. You know, all your stereotypes of people um, just fall by the wayside because people have gone through some really really tough stuff, and Safe Harbor has been there for them. Yeah, and. Um, you know, you come out just in tears, like this is the most beautiful place. The yeah. people are amazing there. And it's, um, there's, there's a way to give to your community, no matter what your skill set is. Yeah. And one of the, one of the things that was cool, we, we interviewed this guy named Wilbur and he said, I don't have any skills that would work here in this clinic. I mean, he's a carpenter. He said, but I was so impressed with the volunteers that I went out and volunteered for Habitat for Humanity. And, and he, said, he said, up until then, I wouldn't have volunteered work for anybody. I worked if you paid me. He yeah. goes, I was missing out. I was just missing <laughs> out. And, and that's one thing I love about the island. There's, I mean, you look at the playground right there in the commons. We all, the whole community volunteered. Greg Gilday and a troop put that together. And I think Rich and I did kid care way back when the playground was built, it was all yeah. volunteer building. Yeah, I think you know? Rotary was the kind of Yeah, yeah, you're right. That. Yeah. You're right, yeah. Yep. So, you know, and the commons was there. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, we have space. You can, I, I, I forget, you guys did a whole bunch toward that, but yeah, it's been great, yeah. yeah. It's just a sweet place to, to live, you know. Yeah. 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 And Coastal Bank, you know, it was like we... Um, it's. I, I guess we've just gone onto our community because the commons is, I think, a little microcosm of our community, you mm-hmm. know. But 
I remember my mom almost got scammed in one of those fake sheriffs calling a fake, yeah. you know, FBI agent, all that kind of stuff. And we were, at, she had her, her account, her money in several different banks. And um, we called and told them what was going on. And um, one of them said, well, we can't shut your account down. We we're like, what? You know, and so we closed that account, took it to Coso. Coso said, yeah, we've shut it down. We'll keep in touch with you. We'll, we'll watch for any weird stuff coming through. And they just, you know, were there for my mom, yeah. you know, so she didn't get taken advantage of. And yeah. it's like, yeah, we just love this community. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for small town life, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly just, again, just shout out to Coastal, but like, with COVID, with everything going on, I know I've mentioned it in the podcast before, but they really were on the forefront of mm. that. They were so quick to, when information was coming out, they were prepping stuff before they even had information. Wow. But they were like, especially like, if you think back to like the PPP, the first round when so many businesses were just not even know if they would make it. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's this lifeline, but you've got to get your application in now. Yeah. Um, you know, they were like, okay, it's Monday, go. Like, we're accepting applications. Most banks, at least in this area, didn't even start working on the application until that Monday. Because wow. they, they were waiting for the government to release, okay, we're going to need this, this, and this mm-hmm, from the businesses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Coastal, the week before, was guesstimating on, well, I think the government, if I was them, they would say they would want this, this, and this. Wow. They put their whole application together and released it to many small businesses and said, this isn't the official one, but this is going to have most of the information we need, and there's going to be a few things we're going to need after. Yeah, and then pull your papers together so people had a chance. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so it was, it was just crazy how quick. And then on so many other occasions, they just have stepped up so quickly in this community um, and been so quick on that and so quick for feedback and everything. Um, That's incredible. I, they've just been such an excellent bank to, to continue to partner. Yeah, yeah, they are. They, um, when we started, at, when Rich and I had a nonprofit, they they were the only people who would work with us before we got started. And, the, you know, starting a nonprofit is, it's, it is a round robin because you <laughs> have to, you know, they said, we'll, we'll give you the nonprofit status when you have the nonprofit status kind of is how it works. <laughs> it's just, it's the strangest process, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, how do we get it if we don't, you know, how, how do we, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all, it's, it was the strangest thing. We were like, none of it was logical. One, two, three, four, you right. know, I mean, you can get it, but you just have to work hard, but the banks want you to have a nonprofit bank account. You, you you need to have your nonprofit status before you can get a, a nonprofit bank account, you know. Right. But you can't get a nonprofit accreditation until you have a nonprofit bank account, you know. <laughs> so so Coastal's like, yeah, we'll work with you, you know. And it was like, and so when I started Lydia C. Creative Life, you know, I'm a tiny little business, you know. I'm, I'm just a little sole proprietor out there doing my little art and T-shirt thing, you know, and garments. Oh, and that's, that's the other thing I forgot to mention yeah. um but yeah they said yeah we'll start you I'm, I think I had two hundred dollars to start with you know <laughs> it was like yeah here I am and said no problem and they treated me like I was a big girl you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> but um that's the other exciting thing was to get artware yeah. going which is all fair trade it took me three years to find a place 
that didn't require me to order like 200 t-shirts, yep. you know, and this way I can keep up, um, a fresh selection up there. I'm only going to order, um, a, a limited amount of most designs and when they're gone, they're gone and yeah. another one will be up there. So, um, that's kind of super fun for me. Um, and my passion for fair trade has to do with wanting to join the fight for human trafficking and, um, so most of the proceeds from artware goes toward that. And, yeah. and I'm super excited, Ben, because they've found a place with really good quality. And um, you guys have been great to let me have some stuff up there. And so, yeah, it's been, they're selling. And Rich built me a rack for my birthday. And it's funny to get, the, <laughs> I'm excited about a clothes rack. Woo, you know, but that was my favorite birthday gift this year. <laughs> Yeah, and starting Young Love, we have onesies and baby stuff, and uh, we have a, a beach, very much a communal corner up there that'll always mm-hmm. be uh, for people who just love the island and can come up and get a painting of a crab or a coastal scene or something that makes them feel like they're here or for their beach house. And Yeah. Yeah, and, and Chrissy, I, Chrissy started doing that downstairs, too. We're trying to marry the upstairs and downstairs together so that it yeah. feels like one place. Yeah. And um, that's been super fun, too. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's been really neat, the, the evolution of that. And I really I like the what you guys have with the artware. Um, I love the idea. In fact, we want to kind of follow that in some of the stuff we're looking at. Awesome. Um, we're just still in the process of getting all that together. but It's a process. Um, it's a journey. But, uh, yeah. No, we're really looking forward to that. And we really, like I said, we really enjoy having you up in the loft and... Um, glad that you've made it what it is thank you i love it thanks for letting me be there it is the best it's my happy place (laughs) no it's great um well even though you've answered some of these we won't go through all of them but um i do like to repeat certain ones because i think i have changed them since you've been on the podcast Mm. uh so with the rapid fire questions um what is a purchase of a hundred dollars or less that you have enjoyed the most over the last three months over the last three months a ferry ride a ferry ticket uh, we we walked onto the ferry and went to Friday Harbor and had dinner, and so that ferry ticket purchase just was insanely wonderful. <laughs> just <laughs> nice. Um, and then I, I think we've gone over the what you would do with the uh, with a guest coming here. But um, is there anything you would add to that? Of what would you do um, if you ha- if you had a visitor come from out of town? Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I don't remember what I answered last time. Uh, but, I, of course, it would bring them for coffee or something at the Commons. It was always my first, because that's what I did before I was at the Commons, you know. <laughs> like, um, I think go for a walk, you know, just I, we're finding trails. I think that's one th- favor COVID has done for everybody, especially yeah. the Northwest people. Is like, hey, what new trail have you found? Because we could all, you know take our mask off with our families and until you come, you know, it's, it's funny to watch people. We're all, you know, uh-huh. it's like, there's a person, put your mask on. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like I, this knee jerk. There's the one like trying to grab a mask. I'm like, I'm guessing I can't get it over my ear. <laughs> or the shame you feel if you walk in and you forget you haven't put your mask on. It's like, oh, I am so sorry. You know, it's like <laughs> I saw a guy in uh, QFC this week that um, I walked, I was walking, as I was walking by, I'm like, oh, he doesn't have a mask on. 
I'm like, I wonder. And then he realized it right after I walked by, and he was like, oh my word. Like, he was just like, oh no. And like, he was feeling his pockets <laughs> and his shirt pocket, and like, was trying to find his mask, like, desperately. Like, he felt so bad. I was like, Oh, he was just the guy that forgot his mask. All right, cool. <laughs> or then how irritated you feel when you get to the front door of QFC and you realize my mask is in the car and it's pouring down rain. I have to walk back to the car, go get my mask. But you do because you care about your community. That's okay. <laughs> so, so okay. yeah, but I, I think finding trails that we have never walked before and that kind of thing has been really fun. Yeah. And um, I love to ride bikes, but um, we would typically go to Heritage Trail for that. But um we haven't done a lot of it because it's just been so gray this year, so rainy, just yeah. wet, wet, wet. So yeah. I'm ready for some sunshine. Yeah. But, you know, if I could purchase that for under $100 and import it, I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Since your time up in the loft, is there any other uh, fascinating or interesting people in this community that I should interview next? Well, I suggested Jimmy, and you got him. So you, that's I'm thrilled about that. Um I keep thinking that um, we should interview Brandon Erickson again because it's been a while. <laughs> so <laughs> throw Emily and Brittany and I in a little machine gun fire some questions at Brandon and just see how your life has changed just because you've had a huge transition. It, it's got to be – I would ask you about what it's been like to take over from your dad to – you know, that's no small pressure, mm -hmm. you know, because your dad's a well-known entrepreneurial – sort he's insanely proud of you i talked to him the other day you know but yeah and maybe you and your sister together would be a fun podcast i think yeah. that would be awesome just to see a brother and sister in business coordinating businesses that are next door to each other that are intertwined but not but separate because yeah. you own separate businesses but you work together that would be i think super interesting so that yeah. would be my suggestion yeah uh -huh. very good all right and lastly if you could have a message on a billboard right as you're driving on Camino island what would that say don't give up. I think, I don't know what I said last time. I know it was something different, but definitely now it's like, just don't give up. Just hang on to hope. Let go of your worries. I, I see so much fear right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say vaccine, vaccine choices because I still really am not convinced one way or the other, but most of the choices I see are made from fear. Yeah. And I, that makes me so ins insanely sad is that a thing um <laughs> makes me very very sad that we've become a culture that's afraid yeah you know and and it it makes us not trust each other and it makes um friendships strained at times on yeah. these issues and I, I don't think that's a big enough issue to strain a friendship over right. um you know so I, I i think i would say don't give up don't give up on your friends don't give up hope. Don't don't give up um, on your ideas and your dreams. I mean, I you know, okay, I hadn't even thought about this, but when I was in high school, in junior high, I dreamed of having an art space in a space that served casual food, not a fine, you know, and gifts. And I thought about that this morning. I was like, dang, I'm doing my dream. I, I, you know, it's like, oh my word. I hadn't even, it hadn't even crossed my mind. I was like, this is what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And I, you know, in, in your dreams, you think you have to run it all. You have to do it all. But I'm getting to do the part that I like. I would be horrible at food service. I mean, I can burn anything, you know, so, and the, and the whole administrative side, I'd be horrible. I'm horrible with numbers, but I get to do my favorite part. And, um, 
so yeah, don't just don't give up. Dream. Yeah. And pursue it. Baby steps. You know, my my goal for COVID has been what what's the next baby step I can take? Yeah. And and you turn around and you go, Oh, babies can go further than you think. You know, yeah. it's like uh-huh. it's, <laughs> they go they go places. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I think that's very important. I think doing the, um, you know, there's been a lot of business books written on it, but like w- things that they're just like, just commit to doing a small thing mm-hmm. once a day. Mm-hmm. Like whatever that small thing is, what's one thing you could do that would move you forward either in business, at home, yeah. in your spiritual, whatever it is. Yeah. And do that one, commit to doing that one thing every day. Something so small that you're like, oh, I could do that. Um, whether yeah. that's do 10 push ups every day, you're like, okay. Anyone can do 10 push-ups every day. Well, almost anybody. Well, you know. I don't know if I could. <laughs> you, you don't have to do them all at once. I might start with one. <laughs> but whatever it is, like you, you choose this small thing. And then at the end of 100 days, you're like, wow, I just did a lot of things. Like, yeah. I got a lot done by doing that one small thing. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, yeah, very good. So good. Well, thank you again for joining me on the podcast Oh, again. thanks, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, and it's such an honor to work with you guys. It really is. I just... Oh, I, it's a good thing we're not on camera because I'd be tearing up and doing that <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing thing on camera. So, you know, this, oh, well, it's great having you here. Yeah, thank you. I All love right. it. And Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Lydia Crush for joining me on the podcast again. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other Islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode, you can go to CaminoCommons.com slash EP90. That's CaminoCommons.com slash EP90. Thanks for listening and see you next time.